Hey guys. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Freaky Social Podcast. We're so happy to be back with you guys once again. Yes. And today's gonna be like a surprise for it's both so of us. Because we literally <laughs> just picked this topic. Like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, like 10 seconds ago. So we're gonna try to make the best out of this. So we're gonna be talking about love. Like, when do you know you're in love versus just loving someone yeah. and everything like that? I guess. Yeah, what does it mean <laughs> to be in love? Like, what's the difference? Can you come up with, like, a definition on top of your head? Like, the difference between being in love with someone and loving someone? I don't know if I can come up with a definition off the top of my head. I can, I guess, maybe explain it for me. Mm-hmm. So, for me, love can be in so many different forms. Mm-hmm. So... There is the love that you experience with a partner, a significant Mm -hmm. other. There's the love that you have for friends. There's the love that you have for family. And even in family, that love looks different. The way you love your cousin may be different the way that you love your kid. Um, And so on. Or or your animal or your job. Like, love. Yeah, it's different. It it varies so much depending on what you're talking about. Um, When I just, I guess, standard love someone (laughs) like not in love I don't know this is like I'm really just trying to figure out what I'm going to (laughs) say when I just love someone I think I can encompass that as I care for them Mm -hmm. like it's not a I don't even want to say I don't want to like subject it to like sexual attraction right yeah but I feel like that does play a part in being in love with someone not saying you're necessarily having sex with them but there is a different type of attraction where I want to spend my life with this person. Yeah. Or I see my I can see myself spending my life with this person mm-hmm. versus how I care for or look at someone who I just love yeah. or care for. That makes sense. Because it is a sense of care. Because I, th- yeah. I think that you could love an ex. Or you could love your yeah. child's father or child's mother. And yeah. obviously, you're not in love with them. Right. You just want the best for them. Yes. You would never want anything bad to happen to them. Maybe. No, 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 definitely not that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. But love sometimes is a little bit too much of a word to use. That's a, a bit strong. You could say, like, I care for that person. I don't want you to die. Yeah, no. I don't hate no, you. Of course not. No, like, no hard feelings. But to go as far, and I'm not saying that people can't say, like, I love my ex mm-hmm. or, but and that probably wouldn't be the word that I would use. I would be like, I care for them. I want nothing bad to happen to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me. I feel you. <laughs> the way, so how, because I don't feel like I have love for any of my exes. Like, yeah. I feel like if something happened to any of my exes, I would say probably aside from my child's father, it would affect me a little bit more because mm-hmm. it would for affect sure. my daughter, yeah, obviously. Sure. But any other exes that I did love, if something happened to them, I would look at it the same way as I looked at it. If anything happens to anybody I ever knew, yeah. I would be like, that's such a shame. Like, right. I'm not going to be broken down. Um, so the only way I can compare it is love that I have for a friend. Yeah. So I'll say I love you, mm-hmm. but it's different than being in love because I'm not, I don't think about you all day. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, and I feel like that's the difference maybe. It's like, mm-hmm. not only do you think about them all day, yeah. you can't wait to be around them. Mm-hmm. It's a certain feeling you have, yeah. you know, because I, 
I was thinking about it and I'm like, you you do miss your friends and you can't wait to be around them and you can't wait to hang out with them and it's a good time. But even when you get together with them, as amazing as a time as you guys have, it's not the feeling that you feel yeah. when you're with the person you're in love yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a feeling. That's why I think it's so hard to describe. Yeah, because it's that it's attraction. What mm-hmm. whatever that attraction is that's drawing you in, um, you know, mentally and emotionally, that you feel this connection with this person. And again, I'm not trying to say that you can't have, like, um, deep connections with friends and things like that, but it's 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 just different. Yeah, like you it's said, It's totally just a different. feeling where, and it's so weird when, and I, I, I obviously I'm not going to speak for everyone who has been in love and how each person experiences that emotion, mm-hmm. but, like, for me, the times I have been in love it's like you want to give all your energy and everything like everything like you're so willing or i should say i'm so willing to invest whatever i can invest in this relationship Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's time money love um whatever energy (laughs) like i'm just willing to like do it all because it's it's such a deep connection. Yeah, like, and you like can't none control other. it. I no, think either. Can't. Like you, nobody <laughs> says I'm going to fall in love with you. I think that's like crazy when you try to force something like sure. that. Sure. It's like undeniable. Even if you don't want to, like. Even I talk about when I met Darshan and how I was like very resistant. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I'm cool. And then like I seen him in a different light one day, mm-hmm. and I was like oh, you know maybe yeah. yeah and yeah. then. We started talking, and within four days, I told him I was in love with him. That's wild. Crazy. I have never (laughs) done that before with anybody. Four days of talking? That's insane. Um, We met his best friend. So, if y'all don't know our backstory, um, his best friend, literally childhood best friend, grew up together, and my best friend, childhood best friend, we have been best friends since probably eighth grade, mm-hmm. but we grew up together, but yeah. best friends since eighth grade, um, you know, they were siblings. His best friend and my best friend mm-hmm. were siblings, which is freaks me out that we never met each other. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so his best one day I'm hanging out with my best friend and his his best friend comes over and he was like, oh, you should talk to my friend Arshan. He's a really great guy. I'm like, no, I am focused on the Lord. I do not. <laughs> I'm just trying to be a mom. No man, get him away from me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'll give him a chance. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. And I'm like, um, cool. And then I met him on New Year's Eve at church yeah. and. I didn't really pay him that much attention. It would be like we would see each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember coming downstairs because, you know, they heard, used to have yeah. breakfast after New Year's yeah. Eve service or watch night service. Uh-huh. And I came down and, like, we kind of matched eyes, like, met eyes, and I just walked past. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then I seen him crying at church. Y'all, I think I told that story yeah. before. I seen him mm-hmm. crying, rededicating himself to God. And that's when, like, my heart just kind of opened up. But he had completely given up on trying to, like, get with me. He's yeah. just like that. He is not... A chaser, really. And so I had to, like, find a way. (laughs) Like, um, I was being so childish. Like, I started being on the phone with my friend and telling her, like, to ask them what they doing or, like, um, tell him I said he was cute or something. I don't know. (laughs) Then one day I just um, messaged him on Twitter and was like, hey, don't you go to... Oh, my gosh. No one dang on well. No one dang on well. (laughs) All of the church people that had a Twitter witnessed it. They tell you all the time to this day. They be like, I remember when y'all first started liking each other. I remember you talking about it. Didn't you go oh here? My it's crazy. 
So anyway, um, fast forward, we start, we exchange numbers from that encounter on Twitter. And four days later, I told him I was falling in love and he said it back. Wow. Yeah. So we officially met January 1st. We were boyfriend and girlfriend by February 24th. We got married November 23rd. I think we got engaged in like June or something like that. So yeah, it just happened super. And I'm like, I, and I wonder like, how did you know? Like, what was it? And I think for me, it was the feeling because you have the feeling. Now I've experienced butterflies and everything like that before, but Mm -hmm. it's when you're, I think everything is just perfect. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like your values align, our morals align, everything we wanted for our future aligned. You know what I mean? So I think that that's what separated him because there is infatuation. Yes. When you really, 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 really like someone so much that you almost think you're in love. Yeah. But I think sometimes with infatuation, this person could be totally bad for you. Yeah. For sure. And you just like, oh, la, 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 la. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't care because of what, uh, uh, whatever it is that's causing you to just want to be around them yeah. or whatever temporary void that they're filling up for you. So mm-hmm. there's the difference between love and in love. But then there's also the difference between being infatuated with someone yes. or just being in lust yeah. versus Ooh, being in yeah. love. Those are all different. Now, in four days. And this is just my mind because I'm like, I can't imagine that. <laughs> what? Wouldn't that be so crazy if that happened to Gabby? Like that would be bomb. You start talking to somebody Listen, and in four I, days, I'd be praying that prayer. Like God, just send him to me. Let him just be my husband. Just connect immediately. Like just do that for me, please. Because I am not trying to be in this dating pool yeah. at all. But like in those four days of like getting the number and feeling that feeling you had well i should say you had to but did you spend like a lot of time talking about like who you guys were and your morals your vows like things like that mm-hmm. really really get to know each other that was just like what this yeah. is the person i've dreamed of or was it <laughs> just like certain things like certain conversations that you had that just made you feel like that and then you started to grow in knowing each other more to where it just confirmed that I really in love and I want to spend my life with this person um we spent a lot of time talking okay. like we always say because we don't have the phones anymore or the records or anything but mm-hmm. I always say at least like I really wish so badly that I could go back and see our old messages yeah. because we used to send each other novels like novels mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like what in the world were we saying <laughs> it was so long like when we couldn't talk because of work or whatever and when we could talk we was on the phone and he would come and see me every day after work mm-hmm. and so we spent that time and I think mm-hmm. it was just the the fact that first of all both of us grew up in the church both of us knew Christ mm-hmm. both of us completely separated from Christ and went to do us and mm-hmm. live in this party world and we were both in the phase of being like no I want Christ mm-hmm. and so we were on fire for Christ yeah. so we spent hours talking about God we spent mm-hmm. hours talking about the word matter of fact one little interesting thing about us is that early 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 in our relationship we would read the word together yeah. every single night and we did this thing that we still do to this day and mm-hmm. I love it. 
we do five and five verses. Okay. Every time we read, he reads yeah. five, I read five. And it's stuck to this day when we read. We don't yeah. even have to ask. You read the first, he starts five, 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 five until we finish the chapter. And mm-hmm. then if we're not too sleepy, we'll read on to the next one. Mm-hmm. And that's been something that happened from like the first day, like wow. week that we started talking. Yeah. And I just think that's the, the cutest thing ever. That that's <laughs> but that's just like amazing. one of the things that like connected us because we both wanted the same thing so bad but we also experienced a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. like I talk about how so early I was able to be comfortable with him like I've never been in past relationships if a boyfriend was coming over I would comb my hair and get all Mm -hmm. cute like he could come over and I would have my scarf on my hair tied up I didn't care because you were just comfortable I was comfortable to be me yeah and that that was like a big factor in it so it was all those conversations and it wasn't just conversations about oh you're so beautiful you're this and that yeah and we didn't even talk about sex ever ever in all those conversations before we said i love you before we even started becoming a boyfriend and girlfriend Mm -hmm. the topic of sex never came up yeah except for that we both wanted to wait now obviously i walked down the aisle pregnant so Mm -hmm. our mistake came with spending too much alone time together just being by ourselves, eventually down the line and not being able to fight those temptations yeah Um, but we still repented and went back to yeah waiting doing your best Um, yeah but yeah we we definitely focused on the right things parenting yeah what we wanted for our futures our relationship with christ how we see in our marriage that doesn't make me everything became perfect but i think those are the things that help you separate that infatuation. Yeah. Right. To right. being actually in love yeah. for real. Because you've been in love before that. But I would only assume that those conversations and those feelings and that comfortability was never on the level. Yeah. Which probably set him apart so much sure. more from everyone else. And probably confirmed it even more of like, man, this is the one it's yeah, gotta be the one definitely because i had a boyfriend who i thought was pretty serious um yeah. and we dated for about two and a half years from mm-hmm. between i think like me being 17 and 19 mm-hmm. and when i think back on that relationship i don't i feel like i really did not know him Really? I legitimately feel like I didn't know that's, him. That's crazy. That well at yeah. all. Like we spent time together, we argue, it was toxic. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a lot of drama. And it was weird because we never did anything together. Like, he had his yeah. friends, I had my friends, and we would just, like, meet up at the end of the night, or we would abandon our friends f- for each other, but mm-hmm. we never went out and did yeah. anything at yeah. all. It was just the weirdest thing. Like, I promise you, i never been around his family. I never would... You know what I mean? It was like yeah. almost like a like a sneaky link, but everybody knew about it. You right, know what I mean? Right, but it's right. like you just come over at night for the most part. And yeah. every once in a while in the daytime, everybody knew we was together, mm-hmm. but we didn't connect on almost anything. And I'm like, how did that relationship even last that Isn't long? Isn't that so crazy? I think <laughs> crazy. sometimes people find some sort of attraction they like you it could be something just so simple too it could just be like oh they're good looking you know Mm -hmm. and it attracts you and then you start talking and then okay we can enjoy our time or things like that and you get along yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) like we get along and you know it's just a little bit different for everyone but i think sometimes people can get in those relationships tell each other they love each other. Mm-hmm. Even be, like you said, two, two and a half years for you. Mm-hmm. Be in a somewhat long-term relationship with the person and not even really being in love with them and yeah. not realizing that until later. I think sometimes people get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I experienced that before. Mm. 
I feel like um, in one of my relationships, and it was a long-term relationship. It was like five-some years. Mm. I will say that I loved the person. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I, I loved that person. But when I look back at that relationship and I really, like, evaluated it, I'm like, but we were not even close to having the same um, values and mm. morals. Like, we didn't look at a lot of things the same. Like, a lot of the things that we just thought about were so different. And I'm not saying you have to be exactly alike, but you mm-hmm. have to have certain things aligned, um, mm-hmm. especially the really important things. And, like, those things didn't align. And um, I think I got so comfortable just being around the person and then at some point, okay, well, let's not just beat around the bush. It was my son's father because I, I don't want to, like, try to talk about things that don't make sense. So <laughs> <laughs> I think after having, get, find, get, finding out I was pregnant, I mean, I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I think that made me want to hold on to the relationship even yeah, more. Yeah, that'll do it. It was like, oh. there was points where I'm like, I don't, like, I love this person, and there are good moments, but I wasn't so fully sold out on this is going to be a forever thing until mm. I got pregnant. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this has to work. <laughs> like, yeah. I am not going to be a single mom. I am not raising my son in a household uh, without their father. Like, it was just like, this is just got to work. Like, we're going to force like this to work, thing. and <laughs> that's it. Um, and obviously that did not work the way it did, but when I looked back at it and it took me some time to just reevaluate everything mm-hmm. and I realized like, like kind of the, how we open up this conversation, I loved that person mm-hmm. and I was at one point in love, especially early on, but there was more time of the relationship that I wasn't in love and just staying mm-hmm. for our son yeah. versus actually being in love in mm. the relationship. And, um, you know, that was a five, five and a half year, give or take relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really, really tried. Yeah. Um, and that's why when I look back at it, I'm like, I tried so hard and it just was forcing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with saying, like, if my son was ever to come up to me and be like, Hey, what, what happened? Like, what 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 went wrong between y'all? That I could I could be okay saying I tried. Yeah, I tried. You gave and, it everything. And yes, and and sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, but it's I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Like back when I was twenty one, twenty nineteen, when yeah. I was actually in that relationship. Right. It's so weird how that works. And I think also I did not really realize I mean I was so young yeah. I met him when I was 16 like <laughs> I was so young mm-hmm. so even though like people talk about being in love at that age and I can't say that that's not true love but what do we really that's really, crazy to me really know thought that about love because at that. Nate is 16 he's si- can I'm, you imagine him being like no, I am in love I'd be like I'm shutting that down immediately. You are not in love, sir. I'm in love. I want to spend the rest of my life. And that was what we were on. That's what we thought. Which is wild to me. Like, I was 16 years old. What do I think about knowing anything about being in love? Like, love them school books and that homework. Yeah, but, okay, so, do you know 
like at what point did you realize that you were no longer in love? I think when I, I don't know if there's actual moments, but it was the feeling of just like, I'm here. Mm. Like, I'm not happy. Mm. I'm not fulfilled in this relationship. I feel like we are both so different in so many ways. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, obviously there was bad parts that I was like, I can't spend my life, mm-hmm. the rest of my life, having to go through this. Um, and also a sense of just like, almost like, I just don't even care. <laughs> like, I really just, or like, they calling me like I really don't even want to answer like when you just get that feeling of just like I'm just not invested you know I'll try it I'll work hard like I'm 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 forcing myself that's the thing that started it was just all those feelings of I'm forcing myself I'm not really invested like we we hadn't talked all day I don't don't really care you know type deal yeah where when I was actively in love it was so different it was like I want to talk to you all day long I want to see you mm -hmm. like I'm excited (laughs) even in moments where you would have a disagreement it would not weigh so heavy on the relationship where you didn't want to talk to them and see them yeah and at this point it was just like we weren't even disagreeing at anything it was just like I just don't Mm. care no more like we just used to it yeah yeah yeah, and I I, I, ugh. I just think of stuff like that from, like, back in, like, the 50s and 60s where people was just married because they had and kids. They just and they That was just the because. relationship. And it's like, that sounds like torture. Like, can you imagine if you would have no. just married him? Like, if I, I, I would have said, I would have been divorced. And although mm. I'm not, like, advocate for divorce, like, to right. go, like, I know that situation. I know where we we're at I know where we're both at now and I know how different we are in mm-hmm. so many ways and I know for a fact that would have been divorced just because I know who I am mm-hmm. and I've never although I have had moments where I've settled mm-hmm. I could never see myself settling long term right like this is going to be a forever thing yeah and I'm someone who like I genuinely like want to be in love and i know that that's not like i know that like marriage and stuff like that is not always a mountaintop experience i know that it's going to take a lot of work um in so many different areas so i'm not trying to paint this fairy tale Mm -hmm. as if it would be perfect when you find the person that you marry but like i want to know that there's mutual investment like Mm -hmm. we are both involved in this we are both trying to put our all we are both um, considerate of each other. We want to hear each other's opinions and thoughts. We want to work on this together. We want to grow together. There are things that align. And in that, it just it just wasn't. And I just mm-hmm. don't see that. I would have not seen that turning for something different mm-hmm. if we did stay together. Yeah, and that makes sense because I think that what a lot of women don't realize because mm-hmm. we typically are the ones who want the marriage mm-hmm. and what they don't realize is like when you pressure a man to go down the aisle with you you're setting yourself up for failure because failure, for sure 
unless this is something that he deeply wants on his own within his heart, he's not going to have to fight. Right. He's going to be like, I'm stuck with this woman that mm. now, I, you know what I mean? When you force and beg and plead for a ring and to go down the aisle yeah. and he just gives it to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely not. The first sign of trouble or, you know what I mean? Like, unlike somebody who really, really wants it. Think about anything else that yeah. you really, really want in life. You're going to work hard to get it. But if somebody forces you into something that you didn't want, of course you're going to just right. be done with it when it's over with. You're not not gonna fight for it yeah. it's like don't force a man you know what i mean you have to know that this is what they really want at right. their core this is a dream of theirs just as much as it is yours and you have to know how much fight they have you know yes. what i mean like yeah. is this a, a quitter are you a quitter are you a person yeah. who can't handle adversity mm -hmm. are you a person who gives up as soon as something gets hard because yeah. it's gonna get hard and i've seen so many women trying to figure out like how can we make this work? Constantly asking for a relationship with advice for a man that's halfway out the door. Mm. You know what I mean? He ain't even trying. He cheating. Yeah. He's lying. He's only seeing you at certain times of the day. He's making up excuses after yeah. excuse. Y'all arguing all the time. And you're like, why can't I make it work? I'm like, because it's not supposed to. Yeah, it's not supposed Let to. At some go. point, you have to realize. <laughs> and that's not to say, you know, try. If you feel like it's worth it. And again, obviously, especially for marriage, I'm, I'm always an advocate that once you're married, try, try your absolute yeah. hardest. For me, when it comes to dating, I kind of feel like, like, hey, if you're feeling like this already, you might want to dip out. Like, that's not to say that you won't have arguments and disagreements and things like that. But if you're already having experiencing all these issues and you want to start counseling while you're dating, like... In my opinion, and this probably differs from a lot of people, I'm like, I'm not going to counseling with a boyfriend. Period. Like, I'm, I I'm just, agree. I'm just not. Like, I if agree. we can't figure this out and we're dating, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then going into a marriage and bringing all these issues into a marriage and yeah. we can't even get along now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's interesting because I'd say that me and Darshan met in January. We was a couple by February. Yeah. Um, and we spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time together on the phone. He came mm -hmm. to see me every day. And we didn't even get into our first argument until probably, I don't, I don't know exactly when, mm -hmm. but it was months. Like, and yeah. it wasn't even a deep argument. Mm -hmm. I think that the first time he ever even irritated me was probably like May. And we started talking in February and we're talking all the time and spending mm -hmm. time together all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was saying a lot. And I remember what it was, how he irritated me. And he still <laughs> irritated me with the same thing to this day because he will fall asleep. And I hear that this is actually common with men. Like a lot of wives mm -hmm. complain about this. But he will fall asleep on me all the time and swear he was not asleep. And oh, I would really? be like, why do you keep saying you're not asleep? You are asleep. Just say you're sleepy so we can go. But yeah. he would be like, I'm not asleep. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. And we would stay on the phone and I'm talking to my head off. And then he's asleep. Oh, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I didn't did that before. Fell asleep and said you wasn't asleep. What? Oh, I'm like, how do you I not know you're asleep? No, I did it knowing I was falling asleep. But because I wanted... Cause I want to talk to that person right, so bad. Right. And I really want, I mean, even in friendships, when we're hanging out together with our other friends, <laughs> I will be straight up. We be yawning, but don't nobody and, know Right. <laughs> and, and I will try my hardest, but I will be falling asleep. But I'll be like, no, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like. <laughs> that's how I was in the relationship. Like, 
I want to really hear what you have to say. And I really would love to stay up till 6 o'clock in the morning. But my bedtime is 9 o'clock. <laughs> so it's midnight. It is way past my bedtime. I am trying so hard. But I don't want to offend you and make you feel like I don't care what you're saying. So I'm like, I'm not asleep. No, I can't hear okay. it. Okay. And so. see, and that's a good way to look at <laughs> yeah. it. Instead of being frustrated, just to look at it as like, but now I don't, I don't pay him any mind. Yeah. I just be like. Uh-huh, you said you wasn't tired. You went to sleep on the show last night or something like that. But <laughs> right. that was the first thing that we almost got into it about. But it wasn't even that. I'm like, why yeah. don't you just tell me you're tired and we can go? Yeah. But our first, first fight, and this is a little off subject, our very first fight ever, it was months. I think I was pregnant. Like, yeah. So we hadn't fought in a... We made it a while. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's the standard or the goal right. or that's how yeah. you know it's right because I don't know why we didn't fight. I yeah. don't know. But... He was cooking some tortillas, and he put them directly on the the eye. Okay. Instead of in a pan yeah. or something, and I didn't like that. Yeah. It scared me. I was like, "You're gonna burn the house down. You're not supposed to cook like yeah. that." Well, apparently that's a thing. I don't know. Did you know about that? I I guess that's a thing. Um, Because <laughs> we went over somebody else's house, and this girl is a chef. Like, mm-hmm. that's what she does. She cooks. Yeah. And she was putting the dang tortillas on the mm-hmm. eye. And I was like, what are you doing? She was like, oh, something about the taste and the texture. And she put her peppers on the eye and all that. And oh. he was like, see, I told you. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. He's like, this is how you're supposed to do it. So anyway, that was our first fight. <laughs> and it was months and months in. Yeah. So we definitely, definitely didn't bicker. And yeah. you can see it early early on and and because you like that person so much you just ignore it and it's like that's scary if y'all already because what are and what are y'all fighting about yeah you know what i mean like are they constantly uh disregarding your boundaries Mm -hmm. because that's a huge red flag um are they constantly doing sneaky stuff weird stuff you gotta beg them for their time i personally feel like when you start dating someone or talking to someone from the beginning, mm-hmm. there should not be any secrets or anything. Weird. No, 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 absolutely not. Or any, absolutely oh, you not. all in my business. Today. Like, you don't have to know every single thing about them. But if you text them and say, hey, I would love to see you later. And they don't text you for 24 hours. And then they're like, oh, I fell asleep. Like, they start doing weird yeah. stuff like that. Then you being dishonest, you being weird, this ain't yeah. gonna vibe. But if they say, yeah. some, have logical reasons, why? Just be honest. Just, Just be, be upfront. I, I am so such an advocate for honesty in a relationship especially up front I feel like when I like really like when I actually get into a relationship like I really like a guy even before a relationship like if I'm like dating one guy and I'm really liking him and I'm like dang I hope this turns into a relationship I feel like I'm gonna be like an open book he's probably like that's too much information Gabby (laughs) but like I want you to know everything I literally don't want to hide like everything like good and bad yeah i want you to know because i don't ever want something to pop up later on down the relationship and be like what the heck is this yeah you ain't never tell me this or this or that or and i don't have any bad stuff i mean it could be good stuff too but i'm like i want to be an open book because i want you to know these things yeah beforehand um because there are some things that you might find out about a person or their past that when you find out you look at them different and you're totally like different dang out what am i getting myself into yeah. like and I, and I want to have those conversations up front mm-hmm. like i'm such an advocate for honesty but you had made the comment about um you know how sometimes women because we do advocate for marriage i think much more than men not that mm-hmm. men don't want marriage but i think like it goes back to that's like the whole goal of a woman is to be a wife and a mother. Mm-hmm. 
that's not really the goal. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm just Cinderella. saying that's what society says. <laughs> um, but I think, too, like, we fight for this because we're so emotional. We have um, these desires and these aspirations oftentimes from, like you said, Cinderella from mm-hmm. Disney Channel movies and mm-hmm. things like this. And I've known quite a few women who fought unnecessarily too hard for a relationship. And what I say unnecessarily is like, I know a couple of women who spent quite a bit of their 20s on and off, on and off, on and off with a guy, mm-hmm. breaking up, making mm-hmm. up, breaking up, breaking up, breaking up, making up, and then get into a marriage or get back into a long-term relationship just for it to end. And it's like, in my mind, I think to myself, not to say that, like, there aren't situations where someone might um, date and then they break up for a while and they reconnect later on down the line. But in my mind, like, if we're dating and we're breaking up and making up and talking to different people and we on quote-unquote breaks and stuff like that, like, absolutely not. Like, obviously, this is not working and in my mind, if it's not working now, like, I'm not going to keep trying to force. No. Like, for me, it goes back to that investment. Like, I want to know that we are mutually invested in each other. And we're not just here because we just know each other and that we're just comfortable. comfortable. Or, like, sometimes people will get in get into in your head, like, oh, they're such a good person. Like, why don't you talk Shut to someone? So Yeah, like, mind your business. <laughs> don't like, worry about it. We're because not together. if I wanted to, I would. <laughs> But I think that those things can get into people's heads. And then they think, well, dang, you know, maybe I should. You know, people are saying this, you know, maybe I should be with this person. When it's like, if you're not, I feel, I honestly feel like if you're not feeling it, then like, just don't force it. Yeah. And and, and I've I've learned, I've learned that to understand that more as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. Because if you would have asked me this in my 20s, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, girl, try it again. Like, you love him, but like now in my thirties, I'm like, I'm not forcing. Especially now, I'm not forcing nothing. No, no. Like if I'm in a marriage, I'm gonna work hard. But when we dating, I'm not about to force you to mm-hmm. see me. I'm not gonna force you to feel some type of way about me, like to be in love with me or not. I want that to be like happen organically. Exactly. Like Alexa, play Taylor Swift. We are never ever right. ever, <laughs> ever 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 back together <laughs> because once I have gotten over you, yeah. <laughs> I'm over you. And yes. that's what I was going to say, too, is because... So we kind of talked about when you fell out of love yeah. and then you tried to hold on. But what about falling out of love with someone who you didn't want to separate from and you had to? Like, mm-hmm. I've been... I, I've experienced both. Me I've too. experienced the relationship ending and not wanting it to. So that same relationship I just talked about, even though I said that, you know... We didn't know each other very mm-hmm. well. I still had a bond and an attachment yeah, to him. Yeah, for sure. And so we broke up because we were cheating on each other. Yeah. <laughs> we broke up because I cheated back. Let's put it that way. Because he cheated on me the whole relationship. Yeah. But and when I cheated back. To get back. <laughs> it was like the worst thing in the world. I'm like. That's literally. for two years. <laughs> and I say this not to advocate for people to cheat back or to cheat in general. But that is a man thing. And I don't know where the mentality comes from. I feel like it comes from, like, polygamy and men thinking they can have multiple wives Mm -hmm. and that they can cheat and have their cake and eat it, too. And then as soon as that woman does it, it's like, (gasps) 
you whore, you homebreaker. And it's like, bruh, you've been doing this the whole time. And again, I'm not advocating that. I'm just saying, like, what is that about? I mean, it was so many days in that relationship where people would be calling me and telling me, like, what he was doing. Yeah. And he had the thoughtiest best friend. Yeah. Like, literally the biggest thought of a best friend. He talked to everybody. He had slept with everybody. Mm -hmm. He just was a known player. Yeah. And this is who he was with all the time. But yeah. he was sneaky with his, obviously. And I would hear stuff all the time and be constantly gaslit into people just be talking stuff. Just lying. And I just had to grin and bear it. You know what I mean? I took it with a grain of salt. I believe what he said, even though I knew a lot of it wasn't true. Yeah. And after we broke up, some stuff started coming out. Like, you know, people was telling me like, yeah, girl, because this one day and this day and this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so... It just, as a woman, like, we just are expected to just deal with it and get over it, which I did. But when it happened to him, um, he couldn't handle it at yeah. all. And we had broken up and made up so many times after he did stuff. Mm -hmm. But when I did it, that was, like, the final, final straw. Okay. And that's what caused us to, like, end it, end it. Yeah. Um, and, but even though you did cheat back, you still didn't really want that relationship to right. end. Right. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Because okay. he was dating somebody else. And, and this was the first time I... Well, I don't know if they were dating. But this was the yeah. first time I started hearing stuff about the same girl. And it mm. seemed like they was, like, doing stuff besides just sleeping together. Yeah. And it hurt, you know. Mm. And I did something. And I told him. I didn't get caught. I told him because I wanted to hurt him mm. like I was hurting. And he couldn't take it. His chest hurt. And yeah. he was like, we're done. And I even tried to reach back out to him and... Like he would me. Yeah. Probably like two weeks later, like, hey, I know we're both hurting from what we did, but like, you know, I think we can heal from this. And he was like, I'm done. Like, I can't. You hurt me too bad. And that was the end of the end of the end. Yeah. And so for a while, I felt like I just had to get my identity back as uh, without being with yeah. him. And so I can't say I fell out of love first. Okay. And then we broke up. I had to. That's a different type of thing. Because you still you feel thing. it every day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, that is harder because um, the relationship I was just talking about, my son's father, I fell out of love way before the relationship ended. So for me, it was so easy mm -hmm. to end that relationship because I was already no longer in love mm -hmm. and I was no longer invested in that relationship. But I had also been in love at another time where that situation was no longer and I was still in love. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want the situation to be no longer. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm in love with you. And that is so hard. And that thing, that situation had like a huge like mental hold on me like mentally and emotionally but like it was almost like I was so bound by the fact that I never allowed myself to really fall out of love mm. when you know you would have expected it like you in my mind you would just expect oh you break up we're gonna fall out of love like whatever mm -hmm. but when it was like months down the line and it was like wait I'm still really in love like what the heck is this thing mm -hmm. that is so hard because you have to almost like teach yourself or mm -hmm. train yourself to not feel that way anymore like you and have to force easy. it's not you have to, i mean i even went to counseling i had to talk to my counselor like i don't know what this thing is like i can't shake it mm -hmm. like i it, 
I, I still don't really know how to explain it. I was just about to ask, like, what do you think it was that, that you... Is it that you didn't want to let go of the idea or the potential? Or all of it, all the above. All like, the above, I, I just, yeah. I was in love at the moment. And I'm like, this was very unexpected. And I'm not just going to shut it off. And I think, yeah, I think it was the um, expectations. I think, I think, too, for that specific relationship, um, I was a little bit older and... Um, the relationship was different than, I mean, and I've said this before many times, I've only been in a couple relationships, so I didn't have much experience mm-hmm. and, and what to really compare that to, but what I could compare it to was so vastly different. Like, emotionally, I mm-hmm. never felt this way about anyone. I was never vulnerable with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, to be so deeply invested, um, and then to just be like, shut it off, like, like it, like almost like it never happened type deal, yeah. and that was just so hard for me to do it. Although, like I'm, I've talked about before on the podcast, I'm very good at masking things, so I could easily like show it that I'm single. Like I'm, I'll go on dates with people, but internally you could still feel it, and mm. that is so hard to do to sever emotions when you really like truly don't want to i think that was the thing too was like you don't want to you don't want to like i don't don't want to let go of this feeling like this it's almost like it's almost like a fairy tale that you read or like you know that you talk you hear about the love that's like in movies or like r&b songs and things like that fairy tales and it's just like oh my god that sounds so perfect it sounds amazing like you're just invested in it and when you feel that it's like why would i ever want to let that go exactly like this feels amazing but then you have to come to a realization finally to be like me holding on to this is actually really toxic Mm -hmm. and that's where i had to like basically come to is like this is holding me back from so much yeah like it held me back even though I tried to date, there was times where I went through a spurt where I was really trying to date. Mm-hmm. And I would constantly, and this is not fair, but I would constantly compare those men to that person. And that's not fair. Yeah. Because how can you I've compare brand new dates to someone that you were absolutely in love with and still it's in so love with? Like, it's so hard not to It's so hard not to, but it wasn't fair. But mm-hmm. I, I wasn't ready mm-hmm. because I was still holding on to that. I was still mm-hmm. holding on to the... Um, the thoughts and the feelings and the desires and um, almost like putting that person on a pedestal mm-hmm. and like, I was like, oh, you don't compare. You don't compare. You fall short. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, well, keep on going. I mean, not that I was like dating a whole bunch of people, but it was just like, okay, well, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But like mentally, it was just keeping me in a stagnant place where I'm like, if I ever want to like get married and or even if it wasn't to get married, but if I just want to be free from this, I have mm-hmm. to really let it go because I can never move on to the next step of my life until I let this go. Yeah. I, and, and you know what? Thinking about it, trying to understand it, mm-hmm. I can understand it because yeah. a lot of times when something ends, it's because something horrible happened. They did something yeah. horrible. They mm-hmm. don't t- t- typically end abruptly or like you slowly start falling out of mm-hmm. love. And I'm thinking about if me and Darshan went through everything we went through, we fell madly in love mm-hmm. and we had all these things in common. Yeah. And it was perfect. And then it just ended. 
I think I would be like six, seven, eight, nine, ten months later. Like that was my that was supposed to be it. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. How am I supposed to move on? Yeah, it's hard. You know what I mean? It would be one thing if he like I found out he was abusive or he was being mm-hmm. sneaky or he was this and he was that. But it's like everything was literally perfect. So yeah. it's like, how am I supposed to move on? Yeah. I get that. Right. That makes a lot but of sense. even too, like I think sometimes, or at least I could say in, in this situation is like sometimes things can hurt you. Mm-hmm. But the red flags or the things that that person may have done or said to hurt you those cons don't outweigh the pro or like the pros still outweigh the cons mm. like that was for me it was like it wasn't like it was so 100 percent perfect like there was never nothing mm-hmm. there was definitely times that i was hurt um mm. in that but because the love was so deep mm-hmm. it was almost like okay i'm willing to give that a pass mm. and let's you know whatever mm-hmm. and, and 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 it was like Almost like okay, sweeping under the rug, sweeping under the rug, it, it, or like you, you ever hear those times where like this time's gonna be different, and it's like mm-hmm. most of the time this time's not gonna be different. Like that's You're just, just something that we tell. Yes, that's just something that we tell ourselves. <laughs> it will, but like that's how it was in that situation where it was like, um, I definitely experienced a heartbreak for sure, mm-hmm. but because of how I felt in that time frame was so deep. That I was like, hey, I'm willing to get, not necessarily say I'm willing to get hurt again, but I'm willing to try this again all to just get hurt again. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, why torture yourself like that? Do you feel like the in love is totally dead? The end love? The in love. Oh, the in, oh, for sure. It's totally dead? for sure. Dead. Really? Dead. Like dead, dead? Dead. Oh, man. I don't know. Sometimes I think to myself, God, if this person ever reached out to me. No, I actually pray. I pray to God that I never hear from that person or see that person ever again. Just because of how how terribly hurt I was. I'm yeah. going, oh, my voice cracked. I was crying <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> but how hurt I was. Like, I feel like that. That made me, not at all, like, I don't hate anyone or wish bad on anyone, but that, it was almost like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, I don't ever want to hear or see that person ever again. Don't wish nothing bad on them. I just want zero contact. And one reason was because I was hurt, for sure. But the other reason was because I was super afraid of the track run that we had that... I would melt all over again. And that has been so long Mm -hmm. that mentally and emotionally, I can say, which I've never been able to in the past, that, like, done. Like, done. But I still, God knows my prayer. I'm still, like, I still don't want to have no type of contact. Right. Because I don't even want to potentially open up that door in my heart mm. that I think is completely locked and bolted yeah, and you don't thrown into the fiery pits of hell. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to test it. Like, yeah. why even try, like, to... It's almost like playing with fire. Like, why would I even attempt to play with exactly. fire? Even if I say I feel nothing, and that could very well be true, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to try to yeah. tempt myself. Yeah, because it would be the same thing. Like, yeah. I feel like I've, I've seen many women... 
um, date someone, mm -hmm. they do horrible things, they show all kinds of flags, it's very toxic, and then they break up and they don't talk for a while, yeah. and then the person comes back, but nothing's changed. There's yes. the same person in the same situation yeah. telling the same lies, yeah. and you're giving them another chance, and it's like, you, you want to do this again? Yeah, like, right. Like, unless there's been dress, like, if you were with a man and he was physically abusive, mm -hmm. um, and he comes back a couple months later and he's still acting the same way, still saying red flags, so why do you want to I would need to know that you've been to extensive therapy. For sure. You've, you yeah. know what I mean, really turned your life around and yourself around and you've changed as a person. Yeah. But if you come back to me in the exact same situation, like, you just, you, you, I feel like, and I feel like that is one of the most disrespectful things you can do. Especially if you claim that you want to be in a relationship with someone or you claim that you love someone is to not do the self work mm -hmm. and to keep putting them in that same position. And that doesn't um, take away the responsibility of the person who's allowing you to come back and do that. Because I can say in the, in the situation I was talking about was that I fully take responsibility of the pain that I endured. Because I seen the red flags. Mm -hmm. I knew the situation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, blind eyes. Mm -hmm. We're going to act like we don't see this. Like, mm -hmm. So I fully take responsibility of my pain um, that I went through because I knew that nothing had changed. Mm. And But I feel like it's so disrespectful to come back into someone's life unchanged and keep on trying to do the same thing when that person has expressed to you that I don't... For your own selfish yes. gain. Yeah, for your own selfish gain. I think, like, it's one thing if you were in a relationship with someone and for whatever reason split ways and that person really, truly wanted to be back with you and just wanted to be a better person mm -hmm. and they went and went to counseling or they went and got some sort of help for whatever it is that, yeah. that they brought to the table that was hurting the relationship yeah. and then they come back and, and you can see the right. fruits you can see that yeah. something's changed you can see that they've worked hard and that they truly want this because they're mm -hmm. they're bettering themselves and it's and it's it's even better when it's not because they want to get back with you but because they realized something was wrong and they really yes. did this because it was what needed to be yes. done and then if y'all's paths cross again not that you're doing it or saying you're doing it mm -hmm. or this and that like oh I am in counseling I am I'm trying I want to Cause that I, I've seen that too. Like yeah. I've seen them say, yeah. "Oh, he's trying." Okay, well, let him try, and then come talk to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it shouldn't be to get back with me. Right. You should want to be happy and healed on your own. Don't mm -hmm. do it just for me. I get that yeah. can be a motivator, but if if I was not in the picture, say I moved across yes. the country or the world, or I just told you it's never going to happen, would you just continue being that way? Yeah, and that's scary because some people do. I think some people say when they're in relationships, whether if you're just dating or you're in a marriage, is sometimes people will say what you want to hear. So it's like, hey, I think that this is an issue. Or I don't like when you do this. So the person says, okay, I'll change, but they never, like, you never see them put in the effort to yeah. change. You never see them attempting to try. Or it may even be some people who, which I've heard this happen, is, like, they try in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then when they realize things seem like they're kind of good, they just kind of go back to their comfortable mm -hmm. ways. And I think that um, in doing so, you're not you're not trying to do anything to sustain the relationship. I yeah. feel like 
when you're doing that, you're just going through cycles or it's almost like a hamster on a wheel. You're running, you're running, you're running, you're running, but you're going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that's such a scary thing to be with a person who doesn't want to bet or doesn't want to grow or they only want to do these things because you're on their back about Ugh, it. Yeah, that doesn't is that just gross. be like... Like, not me having to tell you to do this for me. Like, you yeah, need to want to do just that. Just want to do it. Yeah. And if you don't, then let's just be honest. Let's like, just be honest. I'd rather you just be honest and be like, yeah, that's just not me. And then we can decide, like, where to go from this. Yeah. Then to be like, oh, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then never do it. And some people <laughs> are super okay with forcing it. As long yeah. as it's, like... On, to put it on a simple, simple, simple scale. Yeah. If you were dating someone who didn't necessarily like to shower, mm -hmm. they don't like to be clean, and you have to make them shower. <laughs> they don't like to be clean. <laughs> they just don't like to be clean. <laughs> they just don't mind. They like the funk. I don't know. And you have to force them to shower every night, and mm -hmm. they do it, but... And so you find, no, honey, I yeah. need you to enjoy being clean, too. Yeah. I need you to enjoy smelling good, too. Yeah. I don't want a man who's fine with being funky. Like, yeah, I don't I want am. that. Even if you listen to me every day when I tell you to do it, I don't want you to yeah. be okay with not doing it. Right. I need you to want that, too. You right. know what I mean? And I think that's just a simple example. For sure. But I think it goes for that. Like, my grandparents, they be listening to this. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> my grandparents... Um, are totally different. They've been mm -hmm. married for, I think, 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, my grandma went to church every Sunday, mm -hmm. and she tried to get my grandfather to go and everything. He just wasn't having it. I think yeah. I've seen him, that man in church, probably twice in my whole life, and he mm -hmm. would come if, like, I had a performance or something like yeah. that. But that just wasn't him. And I think that... I wouldn't want to... I, I need you to want to go to church. Yeah. Like, I don't need yeah, you to come to church sure. because I want you to be there. I don't need you to go to counseling because I want you to go to counseling. I don't need you doing anything just to yeah. do me a favor or be nice. I need to marry someone who this is your character so that right. we can be on the same page. And if that's not your char that's character, that's okay. Yeah. We just don't gel. You can find exactly. somebody else who wants to sleep in on Sundays and make breakfast and have a great time and go to brunch or whatever. But I want to be with somebody who has the same mm -hmm. desires as me. You should never, and it happens way too, way too often, that we are forcing people to do things. or And it's just like... Or to even, not even just do things, but just be certain ways. Like, sometimes we force people or attempt to force the person that we're in a relationship to be a certain way that they're just not. And I think it's perfectly fine to say... I like this. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's okay to share the things that you like. Yeah. And what you may like that person to do. Like, I may want you to listen better. You're not a good listener. I don't think it's wrong to share those things. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you're trying to change that person to be a whole completely different person from mm -hmm. what they actually are, that becomes an issue because that person is now more than likely probably stressed to yeah. try to obtain this image that you yeah. want them to be in. Um, and now they, if they do decide to go forward with it, now they're just forcing themselves to be something that they're not, mm -hmm. and then they're unhappy. unhappy yep. um, or they completely disregard it, and now you guys are both arguing about things. And I feel Ugh. like that's why communication is so important yeah. in all relationships, but especially significant others. Like, that's why I say, like, when I start dating someone and I really, really like them and we're in a relationship, I want to be so open and honest. And I want to talk about 
everything. Like I want to talk about all of our um, dreams and aspirations and where do we see ourselves in um, so many years mm-hmm. and um, the things that we like and the things that we don't like. And I don't ever want that to stop. I yeah. think sometimes people do that in the beginning when mm-hmm. they get to know someone and then they just become comfortable and they don't longer talk about those yeah. things. And it's just like, this is life. It's like, go wake up, go to work, come home, be the kids, mm-hmm. s- talk to each other for maybe an hour or two and then go to bed. And it's yeah. like, they get so cut up, caught up in the everyday life, which I can understand that to happen from time to time. But it's like, do you ever like really spend time and sit and talk about these things? So I think that when you do make that a priority and you're communicating and you're catching these things on early, mm-hmm. like you can prevent so much more. Like um, if you have a problem with someone and you notice that early on in the relationship, I want to be able to talk about that immediately. Exactly. Without that it being way, a fight. Yes, without being a fight. Like, hey, I've noticed this about mm-hmm. you. And it's not like always like I'm attacking you, but like, hey, I noticed this. I don't really like this. Or what does this mean when you say stuff like this? Because yeah. I don't really know what that means. And it kind of bothers me mm-hmm. when you do this. And and be open about that be stuff. Open. Because what happens sometimes is that people get so comfortable operating in a specific way. And you never mention anything about it bothering you. Mm-hmm. And then three years down the line you're like I hate when you do this and they're like I've done it for three years like why are you just now telling me yeah literally and it's like one thing that we talk about is like not being so sensitive Mm -hmm. that like I can't say to you like hey I don't like it when you do this or you know do you think you could change like the way you say things Mm -hmm. it's like immediately like I'm doing something wrong you coming for me like Mm -hmm. ain't nobody coming for you like you just have to be able to talk to somebody. It's like you have to be able to tell someone because we're, I think we talked about this before. Nobody is perfect. No one. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to hear, Yeah. you know, when you're doing something that someone doesn't like, why would you get yeah. upset? And, and, and it's about how you say things. And yeah, for sure. I think compromise is super important too, yeah. but I think that's why you have to have like your hard lines and your soft lines yeah. in a relationship. Like I'll say for me and Darshan, like one thing for us is like visitors and family like, one thing about me, I've always been this way. I don't like surprise visitors. Yeah. I don't like a lot of company. I want a heads up. I want a pre-plan. Sure. I've always been like that. And yeah. I know it's because of the way that I grew up. My mm-hmm. grandmother's house was an open-door policy. First thing in the morning, we had to be dressed. There was no walking around in PJs. Yeah. Like, it's 7 o'clock, and she cooked, and you better be downstairs and dressed. The blinds are open. The doors are open. Her sister's coming through. Her nieces, her nephews, everybody. And yeah. I always said this when I'm grown, I'm moving at least 40 minutes away to where people have to call me because yeah. my grandmother's whole family live on the same block. Right. And I'm like, you have to call me first. You have to prep to come. You're not going to just show up at somebody's yeah. house when you drove 40 minutes right. and not know if they're there. But you will if I live around the corner. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just been a big, big thing for me. He is the total opposite. Yeah. He doesn't mind. You would make his day if you stopped by. Yeah. When his brother just stopped by or somebody just be like, oh, bro, what you doing? I'm outside. they sit down and play the game or whatever. Like he, that is his jam, yeah. you know, because he do it. He yeah. blow down on his grandma, his aunts, his, you know what I mean? He loves that type of thing. And that is something I'm willing to compromise yeah. on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I let certain people know. Um, he has certain relationships where he don't get to see people as often. Yeah. So I'm like, if they stop by or whatever, I'm not tripping. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want that to be the case for everybody all the time. Right. Like, that's you not going to be the norm. It's like, not going to be the norm. It's not going to be an open door policy all the time. Exactly. Every once in a while. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> you know, and I feel like that was something I'm willing to compromise yeah. on. But there has to be certain things yeah. that you won't compromise on. Yeah, for sure. That is changing who you are as a person, your character, what you believe yeah. at the core. When you start, like thinking, well, maybe we don't have to go to church on Sundays. Mm. Maybe I can just go to Bible study. Like, no! Yeah, you start trying to kind of make excuses for things yeah. that you don't even really want to, but because sometimes people just do stuff to keep the peace. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm not at all trying to say there aren't going to be times that you should just attempt to keep the peace, especially if it's like constant, constant, constant. You're like, can we just have a peaceful day? One mm. day. You know, I can see that. But um, I think think I, I definitely believe compromise is needed in relationships but I think t- there are people who over compromise like you said where mm-hmm. it's becoming to the point where they're changing yeah and it's not the change that they want but it's the change that will just keep things peaceful we're not yeah. gonna argue about mm-hmm. this okay we'll just do this we'll just go through life yeah and I don't want to just go through life man and that's why premarital counseling is so important because I think in our relationship what did happen kind of like what you just said is mm-hmm. over years you find out like and I was the over communicator and my husband was an under communicator mm-hmm. he was always the type to just be like oh maybe it was you know he wouldn't talk to me about yeah, it he would just yeah. hope that it would blow over mm-hmm. and I I was totally blindsided when he came and told me some of the issues that he had yeah. and, and when he completely misunderstood me I was like I don't feel that way. I made you feel like I. you think I think that? Yeah. Why wouldn't you tell me? That's not yeah. what I meant by far. But because he never even said it to me. Yeah. And then you got somebody who under-communicates versus someone who over-communicates. Someone who's telling you every single thing that bothers them. Everything yeah. they don't like. And it's become overbearing because now you're not only holding to all the issues you have and not speaking up. But now mm-hmm. you're taking on all my issues. Yeah. And it became to the point where we our famous word is spatula. Like, yeah. we always say, go get the spatula because it would get to the point where I would say hey I don't like this and he would be like well you do this all the time and I never say anything I hate that you do this and I'm like okay that was not an open door for you this was not an invitation (laughs) for you to share your problems we talk about my issues right now and I would tell him that all the time and say Mm -hmm. like you need to bring me your issues when you have your issues so we can deal with your issue only because that should be the focus not well you do this and you do that but it was it's easy it's not as easy for everybody Mm -hmm. and that is why Premarital counseling is a necessity, I think. A necessity. Good counselors. Not just two sessions, but I would say the entire engagement. You know, just really making sure. Making sure y'all learning skills because as an over communicator, you're not going to know or fully understand what it's like to be him or and vice versa. So you somebody unbiased and professionally trained to understand different mindsets and the way people work and the way people think Mm -hmm. will help and give y'all so many tools yeah, that sure. we took years to get, you know, that yeah. you can avoid. So, yeah, that kind of took a turn. We ended up into <laughs> deep relationship, marital <laughs> advice. But That's love, yeah. though. Love, it, love feels great. Being in love feels great, but it's also a lot of hard work. Yeah. It's also a lot of learning that you have to do. Sometimes it's some fighting that you have to do and get through. Mm-hmm. It's not going to always be mountaintop experiences. Sometimes True. it's valley. But that's what I think makes love stronger, yeah. especially if you're both invested. So I, I know I could talk about this forever. For sure. But <laughs> we were already an hour in. So we are. <laughs> we want to hear your guys's, um 
comments about the podcast uh have you been in love yeah i want to know is what's the difference couples like when did y'all say i love you yeah how far were y'all in when did y'all have y'all first fight like how did you know we want to know all that yes give us all the tea (laughs) (laughs) so everything's in the description make sure you subscribe follow our social media accounts and uh we'll see you guys back here next monday bye all right bye